0: Tiger tailgating here on W W L com. Herb Tyler taking the Saturday off. He's up there visiting his daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's me for the next two hours, two and a half hours, leading up to LSU and Arkansas, the official pregame show of the LSU Sports Radio Network coming up at 4.30 with Chris Blair and the voice of the Tiger. The voice of the Tigers, I should say. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. By the way, before we get rolling... Happy birthday, Marines. 1775, November 10th, is when the Marine Corps was born. So happy birthday to the Marines. Also, early shout-out, happy Veterans Day tomorrow to all you veterans. You guys are certainly my heroes and our heroes at WWL. So make sure tomorrow or today you see a veteran, show them some love, make sure you thank them for for Veterans Day and for serving our country. Twenty years ago today, twenty one years ago today, actually, is when I shipped to Paris Island on the birthday to go into the Marines. My journey began. LSU in Arkansas tonight at six thirty, right here on WWL. Larry Holder covers LSU and the Saints for the Athletic. Larry, how are you, man?
1: Good Christian. How are you, bud?
0: Good. Um, well, let's start with this one. It's all going to be about the rebound, right, Larry? I mean, just, can they come off a, a loss to Alabama? And under Coach O, they've never lost a game after losing a game.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of the backdrop here. Uh, look, LSU, uh, lots of expectation on their part, thinking that they were going to be able to go in the Tiger Stadium, possibly upend Alabama, and of course uh, that couldn't have been further from what had happened. Uh, they were certainly dominated up front, both sides of the ball, but you go into this matchup, and at least the backdrop, if you're looking silver lining for sure for LSU, uh, Ed Ogeron has always uh, gotten his team over uh, a little bit of a disappointment, and they've been able to go win games. And I feel like even – let's even just look at this year, not even after a loss, we've seen him be able to do that after a big wins. So I think that's, uh, say, uh, when they rebounded after uh, beating Georgia – they were able to get the job done against Mississippi State. So I think that's kind of a kudos to Ed Ogron and his staff as well. But, yeah, you go up to Arkansas, everybody in that practice facility this week understands that they're a better football team, understands that everyone expects them to win and win significantly even after what happened against Alabama. So I'm curious to see, though, like we're talking 18 to 22, 23-year-old, uh players here so you you never know kind of what just happens and of course it's not like they're going to go play in a sauna it's going to be brisk in Fayetteville Uh so I'm curious to see how they handle all this
0: it's brisk down here in South Louisiana that's for sure uh so you know it's going to be a lot cooler up there in Fayetteville and Larry at number seven after the loss to uh Alabama they slipped to number seven if they went out and win 10 games could you see the selection committee, if some things happen in Notre Dame and if some things happen in front of them, could you see the committee with his resume putting them in the college football playoffs with just two losses?
1: I feel like several things need to happen, but it's we've seen LSU be fortunate in the past in the BCS system where things happen and they're able to slip in there. But, I mean, it's going to take Michigan losing – to take Notre Dame certainly losing, and it's the uh, two losses we have. We've seen that happen, sure. I mean, look, LSU won a national championship with two losses. I mean, it's happened before, not even just in a Final Four, but in a Final Two scenario. So I, I think it just goes to show you how much the committee values Alabama. The fact that LSU only dropped from three to seven, and they're above plenty of one-loss teams. Uh, And you know, it's something that uh, you have to at least, if you're an LSU fan, recognize. If you're disappointed, oh my gosh, well they lost Alabama again; they have two losses. You got to recognize that uh, LSU's played a great resume. Uh, They've beaten plenty of teams. Heck, they beat Georgia, and now they're above them in in these. They spanked uh, Georgia. They didn't just
0: beat them; they spanked them, Larry.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they. I mean, they they definitely uh, beat them up badly in Tiger Stadium, and so. It's, uh, I think that's kind of one feather in their cap if they get there. But I'm, I just feel like, say, if there's still a one-loss team lurking, say like West Virginia is still a one-loss team, I think they're going to jump LSU. Uh, you know Maybe like a Washington State, if they make that run. I still think, and if they win their conference and all this, I think in the end they're going to get jumped. So you're going to need lots of help for LSU. But that being said, They can certainly go to a major bowl game. I mean, the Sugar Bowl is not out of the realm of possibility. The Fiesta Bowl is not out of the realm of possibility. And uh, I think if you're an LSU fan uh, and you look at yourself realistically in the mirror, you got to say this is a very, very, very good season that we didn't see coming. If they can get to one a bowl like that, or even just a just you know a New Year's Six bowl, I think it would be a, a very good season.
0: Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll online for you at wwl.com Which are, win are you more confident in, LSU over Arkansas or Saints over the Bengals? Cast your vote online at wwl.com or call us at 504-260-1870, text eight seventy eight seventy. Larry Holder of The Athletic covers the Saints and the LSU Tigers for The Athletic, at Larry Holder on Twitter. And, Larry, are you up there in Cincinnati right now? I am here, yes.
1: I am in Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's a little chilly up here, too.
0: <laughs> I would imagine so. It's,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, and uh, I'll just do my on-air vote on the poll, and I'll say uh, I, I'm both. thinking LSU-Arkansas is an easier win than Saints-Bengals, even though I, I feel like both teams are going to win. But if you want to go on, the, on, on y'all's website and do a little click and, like, make a I'll little Larry so. Holder and just make a click, that's my vote.
0: All right, I'll do that. I'm doing that right now. A little click, a little click for Larry. A little click.
1: From uh, JoJo the monkey boy, your boy, your (laughs) alias.
0: We want to tell that story, huh? Yeah, so, all right, I'll do it. So when um, when Larry was working for his previous employer – he, you can't he,
1: mention a name. You can mention a name. Give me Noah. a
0: NOLA.com. NOLA.com. Lame. Bye. You can do it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, when Larry was working at NOLA.com covering the Saints, we'd all be in the Saints uh, media room, and mm-hmm. they, that's when, that's when the, the, the chats were so popular, and it was all digital. It wasn't the video chats that we do now that is the the wave of the media yeah. now. So I used to get in there and hijack. Um, this was so, so that,
1: 2012. So 2012.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, this was. I think this was like 10 and 11. I I don't. Anyway, so I used to get hey, in there. Whatever. This is when Brian Alley Walsh was with you. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to pose questions that were just off the wall questions from from uh, a, an alias called JoJo the Monkey Boy. And I have no idea why I chose that handle, but I just did. It was uh, it was fun. It was always entertaining. You you learned to kind of just. Uh, dismiss it pretty quickly, but Brian Alley Walsh sometimes would 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 entertain it and be like, "Gosh, this JoJo the Monkey guy is really getting on my nerves." <laughs> he would say it right there in the in the, me- in the uh, media room. It was funny.
1: Oh well, that's like other people, like uh, our good buddy who used to work at WWL TV, uh, Bradley Hanwerger, would go in and start dropping algebraic equations in the uh, in the <laughs> chat stream, and I'm like, "I'm not I'm not having any of this. I, I ditched algebra in high school. I'm out of this." But uh <laughs> so, oh boy, Christian, making you and me can go off a tangent, can't we? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, we can. Let's get back on track here. LSU and Arkansas. We talked about the rebound. Could they end up pulling up in the uh, you know going to the college football playoffs with two losses? If they went out though, Larry, that would be three straight wins. Ten, I mean, three consecutive wins in a row. Ten for the season, far exceeding everybody's expectations surrounding this team. And I think you could make the argument that Coach O would be the college football coach of the year. Uh, it depends on who else kind of sneaks in
1: there. Uh, you know, like I mean, it, it, let's say Brian Kelly and and Jim Harbaugh get their teams up there. I think Brian Kelly would be a candidate. I don't know, uh, but but look, I, I certainly think the point he, being he, is that he's, he's
0: overachieving the 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 expectations for his team. Clearly, he was projected right. to win seven right. games this year.
1: Right. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and I think it's. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I really liked Joe Burrow. He said on Monday that, you know, they could go 10 and 2. And he just looked at everyone in the room and said, no, no one in this room would have expected us to go 10 and 2. And he's absolutely right. I mean, no one could, no chance anyone would, would have thought that. And beating teams like at Auburn, uh, Miami beating up Georgia, you know, it's no one, no way anyone would have thought that. So look, you got to give Bogeron credit. And yet he's still got to get better. I mean, the program has got to get better. You know, the expectation isn't even 10 and two is great, but LSU has built a, a, an expectation, uh, thanks to Nick Saban (laughs) to win national championships. And so now that's who they're competing with. And so, uh, they know that, uh, uh, that they've got to get better, and I still think it's it's pretty telling. And you can kind of see it from two angles. When after the game last week, and it's it it kind of opened my eyes quickly as soon as he said how he he, he called out the offensive line and defensive line, said they got to get better recruits. So that's a double-edged sword. On one, we all know it's true and it's honesty. But two, you kind of throwing players under the bus, and what do recruits think? Oh, am I going to get thrown under the bus? So. It's a it's a dicey uh, sword there, but I do think that if they go ten and two, uh, if anyone has any problem with Ed Ogeron, uh, they gotta they gotta uh, think a little deeper because they're fooling themselves because that would be a, a, a really good season.
0: It's Tiger tailgating here on LSU Saturday. Tigers taking on Arkansas in Fayetteville. Larry Holder is our guest at Larry Holder on Twitter covering the LSU Tigers and the New Orleans Saints for the Athletic. We'll continue here. On WWLAMFM Larry, how you like that? We're beaming back, man. Uh, we're like Star Trek, you know. Larry Holder hmm, of the Athletic, Star
1: Star Trek. I'm I uh, I don't love a
0: Star Wars type of guy. Not a that's Star Trek. That's why I like you. Yeah, that's why I like you. I'm a Star Wars guy myself. <laughs> Larry Holder of the Athletic covers LSU and the Saints and shifting gears quickly. Larry, Dez Bryant tears his uh, Achilles heel or Achilles tendon, I should say. He's on injured reserve. A, a quick 24 hour stint pretty much with the Saints
1: I'm wondering and I think this will be uh, we'll have to see this as, uh, as history uh, moves on which fans have a Des Bryant jersey it will be one of the most obscure jerseys in the history of the Saints and uh, someone uh, admitted it on Twitter that he had one and I said wear it till it shreds because I'd be proud of it just to have it but no it's uh, you know, but in all seriousness, it's it's unbelievable uh, that this were to happen. Second day of practice, uh, like some expectations were there with him, but still the element of unknown, how is he going to fit in? So, uh, hey, it's it's almost like you could be bummed, and yet, oh, by the way, the Saints are back at square one. They've won seven in a row and have one of the best offenses in the NFL. It, it never had to happen with des bryant so it, uh, do i think that they go out and address wide receiver again i think they should i think they will uh to me and i look just just me talking I, I think brandon marshall makes a lot of sense they worked him out as part of that group uh same sort of uh veteran uh and same sort of kind of build uh, maybe as a as does bryant and So, but I'm curious to see uh, where they go from there if they if they don't go in that direction. But uh, just a weird, wacky week. And and Christian, you probably agree. I thought this week would be, say, in our eyes, media business working wise, this would have been a pretty hum ho week. You know, nothing too crazy. And Uh then this has just been like a wild, crazy week that came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you consider coming off of what we were talking about last week, leading up to LSU, Alabama, Saints and Rams, and then, you know, we, we saw the results. And then, you know, you're playing the Bengals for the Saints. That isn't a, you know, you play them every four years. So it's not a huge uh, rivalry at all for the Saints. And yeah, and, and what figured to be a bit of a, yeah, blah, kind of week turned into, holy cow, <laughs> look at the news that's coming out, Des Bryant signs the next day, he tears his Achilles. So it was, it was certainly a wild week. and um what do you think? Of typical Sean Payton on on uh, you know on Friday um, as press conference. I don't think he mentioned one iota of a word about Des Bryant, uh, and then all of a sudden it starts breaking about four thirty five o'clock yesterday that he did indeed did indeed uh, tear his Achilles tendon. Shifting gears back to the LSU Tigers, uh, you, you mentioned Joe Burrow and in particular the the defensive lines and offensive lines for LSU and. Against Arkansas, this is a team that yeah yeah they hung thirty points on, on Alabama, but this is a team that is still trying to find their way. There's no reason why LSU should struggle against this team.
1: There's no reason why, and yet look, like I said uh, in, in our previous segment, this is a different team. You know, we could talk about how Ed Ozeron rallies the team after a loss, uh, and uh, he's undefeated as an LSU coach after a loss. But this is a different team. And, you know, you mentioned Joe Burrow, and, again, I appreciate his honesty. He said, look, last week in the fourth quarter they were down because they knew basically it was over. Now, can they overcome that? I think uh, that they understand, even Rashard Lawrence was saying this after the game, too, they understand that they can go to a big-time bowl game. And, honestly, if they win out, they can go, say, play a Rashard Lawrence, who this could, if he goes in the NFL draft, this could be the best bowl games he plays in so i think there's a lot of kids on that team who understand that and not everyone wins the national championship i mean that's just the nature of college football so you get to the biggest best place you can and i think uh, that they're striving to do that so like but you know it's it's going to be cold in fayetteville it's cold, and so how can they respond to that and, and yet you and me can look at it uh, without any kind of uh bias, which we wouldn't even have anyway. But is better than Arkansas, basically everywhere. So it would be a big upset, even though it's at Fayetteville. If, if LSU were to fall, I, I think then you're going to be starting, oh, all right, maybe we have a little, some questions. So even though you feel like is a big favorite, it's still something to watch to see, all right, how does this team handle itself? And because a lot of these players that are on LSU's team right now they're certainly going to be not back next year.
0: Larry, in about 60 seconds, um, shifting gears back to the Saints, do you feel like this game is the proverbial trap game, or you think that this team is different because of how hyper-focused they've been and how they've been able to manage things and also the leadership?
1: I'd call it a trap game if the Bengals were 0-8, but they're 5-3. and 3. And even though Carolina lost, they know they've got – they're not just looking at Carolina, they're looking at the Rams now. They, they've got a, a – tabs with them and and stay above them if they want home field. So I don't think there's a trap game at all. I don't think any game this year, the rest of the way, even with Tampa, since they lost to them, their schedule, they've got some tough tests. And so I don't think there's any such thing as a trap game. And, oh, by the way, last year we saw plenty of potential trap games didn't happen. This team is even more prepared for that this year.
0: Larry Holder covers the Saints and LSU Tigers for the Athletic, at Larry Holder on Twitter. Larry, go get yourself some. Some chili up there in Cincinnati, man, to go enjoy the game tomorrow. We're coming back for Uh, JoJo the monkey boy. All right, coming back for Jerry next here on WWL Tiger Tailgating. Welcome back, Tiger Tailgating, LSU, and the Hogs getting going in Fayetteville at 630 tonight right here on WWL. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. That's where we find Jerry in Laplace. What's going on, Jerry? You're on WWL.
2: Hey, Chris, John.
0: Hey, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, you know what, brother? Uh, so I just wanted to sound off with Dez and the injury. I mean, I hate it happened to him, uh, especially, you know, because he's on our team now. Um, but I would like to say I didn't like the move for various reasons. Um, I know Coach Payton and the experts, they know what they're doing most of the time, or I'd say about 90% of the time. But I didn't like the move. And I just think that this might be an omen that's going to be in our favor on this one. Uh, I I just think that we got the personnel to beat Cincinnati and also to go the rest of the year. I just think that uh, we got a few receivers we need to relook at and a few schemes that I'm sure they will. I think we got the personnel to get the job done.
0: Well, Jerry, I'll, I'll tell you this. There's a reason they went out there and they felt like they needed to upgrade the wide receiver core because right you, you lost now this is the this is the fifth wide receiver the Saints have put on injured reserve this year. But right. You lost Tevin Jr. and you lost right. Tommy Lee Lewis and you also right. um, you know now Dez is, is on injured reserve. So and you know, and Cam Meredith is also on injured reserve. Right, so they're right. going to have to go out there Jerry and add another yeah. veteran player because uh, the I, numbers I, tell you to. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on one second Jerry. Hold on.
3: Okay.
0: And, and I'm not going to be surprised at all if they go out there again and try to sign another veteran next week. But right, this right. came I down agree. to the fact that this came down to the fact that teams were starting to double Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas at the same time, and they weren't getting enough production from a guy like Traquan Smith or others. So they felt right. like down the road in the play, in the playoffs, they didn't want to have that opportunity for a, an opponent to take away both of those players and have no answer for. Them.
2: Right. Right, I agree with that, Christian. And look, and and I'm sure they will. Um, but one thing about Traquan Smith, I, I see him progressing and coming on. Um, I, the only thing that I look at him, and you could tell me if you agree, he's young, of course, and he's he's made some good key uh, plays that helped us in the last two games. But I think one of the things where experience will check in with him is. Looking back to see what coverage is on uh drew and what his blocks are to see if he might need to break his route to get more open uh for drew, and he's got to be faster. That's why I think uh you know Michael Thomas has such great success because of his experience. he's able to break out, get out there, and he kind of looks back to see what the coverage is on drew and uh also, he knows how to break that route to get an open lane for through the throw. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I think that it, certainly Traquan Smith, Jerry, thanks for the phone call, is, is is a maturing player and a player that's growing and, and starting to contribute. But it's a rookie, and the Saints are not going to rely on a rookie to be the, the, the answer to opposite of uh, Michael Thomas or the, another weapon opposite of Uh, Alvin Kamara it's kind of like a luxury hey we're going to bring him along but he's not going to be the guy they don't think in his rookie year that they're going to depend on and I think it's smart to not depend on a rookie nothing against Traquan Smith but they want somebody that's been that's battle tested that's been through certain coverage that's seen some things in the NFL played significant snaps in significant games in the NFL they don't want to leave that the chance Jerry thanks for the phone call uh, we're going to step away. We're going to break a little early. We'll come back with the voice of the Hogs momentarily. Chuck Barrett, we'll have him next. We sat down with him, me, Bobby, and Deuce back on Wednesday. This is Tiger Tailgating here on WWL. Previewing LSU and Arkansas tonight at 630 right here on WWL. Welcome back to Tiger Tailgating. I'm Christian Garrick. Earlier in the week, me, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber, and Deuce McAllister had a chance to sit down with Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team. Here it is. Take a listen. Behind enemy lines now brought to you by Acadian Windows, the official window company of the Houdat Nation. Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks <coughs> football team. Chuck, how are you? Thanks for the uh, the time and the insight.
4: Well, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. I'm a big fan, so it's a thrill for me.
0: Nice. Chuck, this is uh, LSU taking on Arkansas. The Tigers are coming off uh, a devastating loss or a heartbreaking loss to Alabama in which they didn't score a single point. It hasn't necessarily gone the way of Arkansas this year. Uh, that program's still trying to find themselves a little bit, but uh, does this – does this have a, a makings, you think, of a bit of a letdown game for LSU because of the way everything, you know, kind of unfolded against Alabama?
4: You know, it's always been an interesting matchup. There have been years when LSU was, was decidedly better in terms of personnel. And this may be one of those years when, you know, Arkansas has given LSU good ball games in years when they probably shouldn't have. And, and I, I think the hope from an Arkansas perspective is that, you know, number one, you're – You're you're healed up to a great extent after the open date. And, you know, Arkansas fans love playing LSU the Friday after Thanksgiving. They miss having that ball game, but the trade-off is you get LSU after Alabama, and you generally, or at least this year, have an open week prior to that if, you know, if you're Arkansas. So um, if Arkansas is going to have a last stand, I think this is going to be it, the last home game. So um, if they've got that in them, I think we'll see it Saturday night.
5: Now, uh, Chuck, when you look at uh, coaching decisions and, and obviously you look at both sides of the ball, uh, Chad Morris uh, going with uh, former LSU defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Chavis, chief. Uh, boy, I, I don't know. How can he keep his job when you look how their defense has struggled, uh, what the Hogs have allowed 34 points in six of the seven losses, uh, giving up 34 points a game, uh, you look at total defense, 413 yards, on and on. But So what is your take on Coach Chavis? You know, hot seat. I guess could you put a coordinator on a hot seat or what?
4: I don't think he's on the hot seat. Um, you know, the numbers that, that, that you just read out about Arkansas's defense, I think if you go through the last five, six years, you'd find similar numbers. And I think at some point there's got to be the realization that may not be the coordinator, particularly a guy who's in there in his first year. I, I think Chief inherited a bare cupboard, and, and I don't know how else to put it. And um, I think that, you know, two or three years from now, after they've recruited their players, two or three years from now, they're giving up 34 points a ball game. Yeah, he's on the hot seat, no doubt about it. But right now they're playing the hand they've been dealt, and – you know, this was a team that was 1-7 in conference play a year ago, and that's why the coach got fired. If you were good defensively, the coach wouldn't have gotten fired. So, I don't think you can lay this at the feet of Chief. Um, again, I, I, I think he's playing the hand that he's been dealt.
2: When you look at it, I think Chad has recruited really well um... – up to this point, and I think that's going to pay off. He's going to get the right players in to be able to run his offense. But, you know, for a stretch there, particularly against Alabama, they were putting up points, you know, against everybody um, for a stretch there. It looked like they were really picking up uh, Chad's offense. Do you feel like that that is the case? I know their quarterbacks have been kind of banged up and has this bye week come at a good time for him to try to get some of those uh, injured guys back. You know, they
4: got better offensively have gotten better offensively as the years gone along. They've not always been real consistent even as they've gotten better. They've had games like they did against Alabama where they put some points on the board. And then they've had other ball games where they they've they've, uh, they've struggled to score that the you know the thing this team can't do because they don't have the ability to cover it up is, is turn the ball over. Um, they can't survive that. And I think if you look at the ball games where they've struggled to put points on the board, that's the common denominator. But, you know, I, I think that in many respects, um, the offense kind of embodies the entire team. They weren't very good at the beginning of the year. And um, they've hung in there, and I'm not going to sit here and tell, tell you that they're world beaters now. But when they are good, they can put points on the board. The issue has been consistency and the issue has been hanging on to the football. How,
2: how, how fired up do you think that crowd is going to be? It looks like it's going to be right around 30, 30-ish, low 30s as far as degrees, <laughs> and then we know, it's, we know it's senior night. And How fired up do you think that crowd is going to be?
4: Well, if the team's playing well, they'll be fired up. It can be 30 degrees, and, and you don't feel a thing when your team's playing well. If your team's not playing well, it can feel like it's 10 below. And, I've seen it go both ways. Um, you know, I, I remember a cold night when Arkansas played really, really well against LSU. And uh, But there have been some cold nights where they've not played as well. Um, I know LSU is really good this year, and, and Arkansas is going to have to put out its best effort of the year to have a chance to win.
0: Chuck Barrett, voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team, LSU and Arkansas this Saturday in Fayetteville at 630. Bobby's got another one for you, Chuck.
5: Now, uh, Chuck, you know, rivalries and all that, you look like – LSU and the SEC East with Florida, what that's become. And we talked about LSU-Alabama. I know when I was a little boy, LSU-Ole Miss. And uh, when you look at uh, Arkansas being a part of you look. uh, I'm old enough to remember Southwest Conference. I mean, even Richard Nixon uh, going to the (laughs) game. I think they were one and two, Arkansas and Texas. And then so you look at now, uh, I guess, trying to make it a rivalry, playing for the boot, that being Arkansas and uh, LSU. From a logistics standpoint, wouldn't it be more – I guess, or maybe relationships that uh, Arkansas and Missouri, maybe would be more of a rivalry than uh, LSU and Arkansas. it just seems like the booth is more important to Arkansas than LSU.
4: Well, I think it was initially. I I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I think when you look at some of the scores in the games, frankly, I I, I think it's been evident that it's perhaps more important to Arkansas. But I – I do think this is is that you know in Arkansas's case it kind of depends which border you live on. If you live in southern Arkansas, <laughs>
2: right. LSU's
4: the rival. If you live in eastern Arkansas, it's Ole Miss. If you live in northern Arkansas, it's Missouri. So, they are trying to create a rivalry. Missouri's doing with Arkansas kind of like Arkansas did with LSU, finding or you know creating a trophy, um, you know giving the game a name, and here we go. And Arkansas is experiencing that a little bit because very frankly. The Missouri-Arkansas game right now is more important to Missouri than it is to Arkansas, just like I think for years, this game was more important to Arkansas than it it is to LSU. It's a rivalry when both teams win. It's not a rivalry when only one team wins.
0: Chuck Barrett, voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team at Hog Radio Voice on Twitter. Thanks for stopping by. We certainly appreciate it. All
4: right, gentlemen, thank you for having me.
0: All right, there you go. There was the uh, voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. We'll step away and come back here. Your phone calls next on Tiger Tailgating on WWLAMFMN.com. All right, welcome back. Tiger Tailgating. Jump in the conversation at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. 870 Are you confident in an LSU rebound win today over Arkansas? Double-digit favorites are the Tigers over the Hogs. To the phones we go. Keith, what's going on? Keith on a cell phone. You're on WWL. Hello.
3: Yeah, Christian, I just had some questions. I caught kind of like the tail end that uh, – that, um, Des Bryan had been injured. Can you give me some details on that?
0: Yes, on the practice field yesterday, he ruptured his Achilles tendon, and he has now subsequently been placed on injured reserve.
3: So is he going to be out for the rest of the season? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Undoubtedly.
0: Undoubtedly. When you tear that ligament, you're it's a year recovery, if not longer.
3: Mm, that's terrible. Yeah, on LSU tonight... Um, I think, just my personal opinion, they're going to have a struggling game. They may win, but I think they're going to struggle. It's not going to be a big blowout.
0: Uh well, you would hope they don't struggle. Um, I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas has given up a ton of points all year long. They can score at times, but this team, this team is is way better, far better than um, than Arkansas.
3: Yeah, I know what you're saying, but it's just my opinion that they're going to have a struggling game and it's not going to be a blowout. That's just my opinion on it.
0: I got you, Keith. Thanks for the phone call. Going to Walter online, too. What's going on, Walter? You're on Tiger Tailgating on WWL.
2: Hey, good afternoon, y'all. I got a question. My son and I are sitting here having a discussion, and he is in LSU. He goes to LSU. He's home for the weekend right now. But we were talking about um, standings for the playoffs. I'm going to hang up, but I want him to listen as well. Does LSU have a chance as far as um, in the playoff standings? And if so, I know they got a lot of teams to beat. But do they at least have a chance? I'm going to hang up and listen.
0: Well, do they have a chance? I guess, but they need a lot of things to go their way. I mean, you're talking about Michigan and Notre Dame would have to lose. Uh, LSU would have to continue to win out. And also, uh, West Virginia, if they continue to win, do they leapfrog uh, LSU? Depends on the scenario. Do they have a chance? Sure they do. It would be the first time, though. In the college football playoff format, that a two-loss team made it to the final four, so that's that's it in a a nutshell. Uh, A lot of things have to happen. John, on line three, go ahead, John. You're on. W W L.
2: Oh no, my name's Sean, and I was just calling about that LSU game. Man, Tigers are looking real good, real, real, real good. Better than anybody. That loss to Alabama last week, that was a fluke. (laughs) I'm telling
1: everybody.
0: Sean, come on, Sean. You're smarter than that. You can't call that twenty-nine to nothing domination of LSU a fluke. Come on, they didn't lose. <laughs> they didn't lose to oh, no, no, Troy. No. Okay, they got beat by the best team in the country.
3: Well, what happened? What had happened was they. Um,
0: they Anytime, um, hey, hold on, Sean. Anytime you have to preface something or qualify something with what had what had happened, it usually means it's not a good thing. So go ahead. Did we lose, Sean? All right, he's gone. I mean, to say it's a fluke, come on. Alabama doesn't fluke win any against anybody. My goodness. A fluke win would be like Troy. You could say Troy beating LSU could be a fluke win. Valdosta State beating Ohio State. That would be a fluke win. Come on. Alabama dominated last week. That's just plain and simple. LSU's not there yet. They're not at that level yet. They should get there, though. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Will LSU win today? Will they rebound against the arkansas razorbacks for me it's is simple i said it the only way lsu loses this game is if you know um they turn a ball over two times it commit double digit penalties and make silly mistakes that, that they're that much better than arkansas and i i like the chip on their shoulder i like lsu after a loss you heard coach o say before ultimately they play better when they're mad he coaches better when they're mad jeff palermo coming up next